Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Erin Barton. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. Hey, Erin. How are you? I'm good. A little cold after the ice fog this morning and week, I don't even know, of below freezing temperatures. I know. It was crazy. It was the first time I'd ever seen frozen fog like that. It was kind of crazy. Yes. Um, we also have a frozen pipe at our house. Uh-oh. Uh, yes, it acts up every time it gets below freezing for more than a couple days. Was it as bad as that Facebook post I showed you with the uh, frozen waterfall inside the house that was supposed to close the next day? Thank goodness, no. <laughs> but we've all heard of those stories, and we've been getting uh, a lot of calls on the hotline about pipes bursting. There's been water main breaks downtown on I-95 at least three times over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, But the, the question that we've been getting the most on the hotline is what happens if you're a property manager and the utilities you provide your tenants stop working? So, you know, whether it's a water main break or a burst pipe or the heat isn't working, today we're going to get into um, what you should do when something like this happens and when you encounter these problems with your tenant or the owner. Right. So, and as usual, we're going to start by looking at landlord obligations under the VRLTA today. Obligations under the common law are kind of similar, but there are some slight differences. So if you are not under the VRLTA, make sure that you've talked to an attorney about what your specific obligations are. So Erin, first, what are your obligations as a property manager under the Virginia Code with regards to providing utilities? Well, the code states that landlords must make all repairs and do whatever is necessary to put and keep the premises in a fit, inhabitable condition. The landlord must maintain in good, safe working order and condition all electrical, plumbing, sanitary, heating, ventilating, air conditioning, and other facilities and appliances, including elevators, supplied or required to be supplied by the landlord. The landlord must also comply with the requirements of all applicable building and housing codes materially affecting health and safety. The landlord must supply running water and reasonable amounts of hot water at all times and reasonable air conditioning if the unit is provided by the landlord and heat in season except where the dwelling unit is so constructed that the heat, air conditioning, or hot water is generated by an installation within the exclusive control of the tenant or supplied by a direct public utility connection. So what does that mean in plain English? If the tenant is using their own space heaters or window AC units, the landlord isn't going to be responsible for maintaining those. However, the landlord is responsible for maintaining what is provided by him or her. Additionally, if the service is provided straight from a public utility company, such as water, and there is a disruption in service, that's going to be between the tenant and the utility company, not the landlord. So that would be the water main breaks that we were just talking about. Right, exactly. Or if the tenant forgets to pay their water bill and the water gets cut off, then they need to work that out with the the utility company and not talk to the landlord about that issue. So as the property manager, you would need to assume the responsibilities prescribed by the VRLTA for the landlord. And in addition, you want to review the lease to see which utilities the landlord is responsible for maintaining and which are the tenant's responsibilities. The Virginia Realtors residential lease has a section where you can specify those. So what happens when you can't provide those services because something breaks, whether it's the freezing weather has caused a pipe to burst or the furnace suddenly gives out in the middle of the winter? 
Well, here's where it matters what broke and how fast you can repair it and whether the tenant can stay in the premises during the repairs. Under the VRLTA, when the landlord willfully or negligently fails to supply heat, water, hot water, or other essential services contrary to the rental agreement, the tenant has two options, both of which require the tenant to serve written notice on the landlord specifying the breach, and if the landlord cannot correct the breach, the tenant will be entitled to different remedies based on which provision they use. Both sections require the landlord to remedy the situation, so when you receive written notice from a tenant and you're not able to repair it immediately, you're going to need to determine which provision they fall under and proceed from there. If you represent a tenant, they should talk to an attorney that can give them the benefits of proceeding under different sections so they know which of the two is better for their particular situation. So this requires two things. First, the tenant must provide the landlord or the property manager with written notice. And two, you must have the opportunity to rectify the breach. If you fail to fix whatever's broken, then the tenant can get money back, assuming the rental property would be worth less, or can seek alternate housing and not pay rent to you. Both of which is not going to be particularly good for you as a property manager. Definitely not. The VRLTA is very specific, though. To proceed under this section, the damage must not have been caused by deliberate or negligent acts of the tenant, a member of the tenant's family, or other person on the premises with the tenant's consent. So if the tenant takes an axe to the water heater in frustration, that's not going to be covered, right? Absolutely not. And also, if the pipe bursts because the tenant turned off the heat, well, they were away for three weeks so that they didn't have to pay the electricity bill, then that's going to not be covered by the VRLTA. However, if the landlord fails to fix a 15-year-old HVAC system after a reasonable time, eh, then me as the tenant might be able to find other housing and charge the landlord. So, Erin, could the landlord decide to relocate the tenant in certain situations? Absolutely. They can enter into an agreement to relocate even if it's not required by law. Additionally, under the VRLTA, if there's a non-emergency property condition in the dwelling unit that requires the tenant to temporarily vacate the dwelling unit for the landlord to fix that condition, the landlord may require the tenant to temporarily vacate the unit, provided he gives the tenant at least 30 days written notice and doesn't require the tenant to temporarily vacate the unit for a period longer than 30 days. The landlord needs to provide the tenant with a comparable dwelling unit or hotel as selected by the landlord and cannot charge the tenant for the replacement housing. However, the tenant continues to pay the rent under the rental agreement. So I would pay you rent and you would put me up somewhere else comparable. And I would pay for the alternate unit, correct. And the landlord is not required to pay for any of the other expenses of the tenant. Like if I have to eat out now because I no longer have a kitchen. Correct. Okay. So the landlord and tenant may agree for the tenant to temporarily vacate the dwelling unit in less than 30 days. What is a non-emergency property condition, though, where this applies? So the law defines that as a condition in the dwelling unit that the landlord is required to maintain, but it doesn't need to be remedied within 24 hours. So this provision requires 30 days notice unless the tenant and the landlord otherwise agree to a shorter time frame. But what happens when that 30 days notice would be too long of a notice period? Yeah, for a lot of the damage that happens in the winter, burst pipes or failed heat, the 30-day period might be too long and it may not even be necessary for the tenant to vacate for the repairs to occur. It really depends on the type of damage, if any, that the failure caused. Right, so heat went out today, but you can get out the same day, probably don't need to vacate the unit. Right. The VRLTA does have a provision addressing fire or casualty damage. When the premises are damaged to an extent that the tenant's enjoyment of the dwelling unit is substantially impaired 
or required repairs can be accomplished only if the tenant vacates the dwelling unit, then either the tenant or the landlord can terminate the rental agreement. And this is going back to that Facebook post we saw where the waterfall had gone through Mm -hmm. to the bottom floor and was frozen solid, probably a casualty. Right. It looked like it went from the ceiling to the floor. It looked like it was probably five or six feet in diameter almost. I mean, the thing was massive. Well, and I would definitely call that substantially impaired. The tenant can terminate by vacating the premises and providing written notice to the landlord of his intent to terminate the rental agreement within 14 days of leaving the property. On the other hand, the landlord may terminate the rental agreement by giving the tenant 14 days notice of his intention to terminate the rental agreement based on the landlord's determination that the damage requires the removal of the tenant and the use of the premises is substantially impaired. This has been a lot of information. So for some examples of how this may play out, let's take it to the legal hotline. Aaron, my tenants left for the holidays and they turned off the heat. The housekeeper went by the house during their absence, turned on the heat, and a pipe burst. Can I hold the security deposit for the damages? Well, under the VRLTA, you can deduct damages that tenants cause to the property from the security deposit. To do this, you need to notify the tenants in writing of the deductions, and you must issue a notice within 30 days of the date of the determination of the deduction and itemize the deductions that you are making. Here, because the damage was likely caused by the tenant's negligence, the tenant would not be entitled to recover damages or seek alternate housing. You should still make sure, though, that it gets remedied quickly. Yeah. Next question. There was a pipe that burst in my tenant's house due to the freezing weather. However, because of the location of the pipe, it requires the backyard to be excavated. Unfortunately, the ground is currently frozen, and we will not be able to get a contractor in to fix this for another month. The tenant will not have water until then. What are my obligations to the tenant? Well, Erin, this is a particularly difficult situation because you want to make sure you're doing the right thing by everybody, which is sometimes not always what's required by the law. Here, the landlord must make all repairs and do whatever is necessary to put the premises in a fit and habitable condition. One of those services that you need to supply is running water and reasonable amounts of hot water at all times. In this case, you've acknowledged you're not going to be able to do that. Because you're unable to provide running water, which is considered an essential service, The tenant can serve you with written notice specifying the breach and after allowing a reasonable time for correction may either recover damages based on the reduction in fair rental value amount of the dwelling unit or procure reasonable substitute housing and be excused from paying rent to you for the period of non-compliance as determined by the court. So it seems like you already know you're not going to be able to have this done immediately and you need to work this out with the landlord and the tenant because otherwise the tenant can basically serve the equivalent of a 2130 notice and say, I'm done. I'm, you know, you have 21 days to comply or this lease is terminated. Right. And it sounds like you may not be able to do that. Another option may be to terminate the rental agreement due to damages to the premises under that casualty provision Aaron spoke about earlier. Under the VRLTA, when damage to the dwelling unit or premises is so extensive as to substantially impair the tenant's enjoyment of the dwelling unit or the only way to perform those repairs is to require the tenant to move out, either the tenant or the landlord may terminate the lease agreement. The tenant may terminate by vacating the premises and serving written notice to the landlord of his intention to terminate within 14 days of vacating, or the landlord may terminate by giving the tenant 14 days notice based on the landlord's determination that such damage requires the removal of the tenant and the use of the premises is substantially impaired. So Aaron, the HVAC system in my rental property broke during the winter. It's been one day, and the tenant wants to terminate the lease. 
I have a repair company coming out tomorrow. Can the tenant terminate for this reason, or am I entitled to fix the system and keep them in the property? Well, as we just discussed, the landlord must make all repairs and do whatever is necessary to put and keep the premises in a fit and habitable condition. You must also maintain all the electrical, plumbing, sanitary, heating, ventilating, air conditioning, and other facilities and appliances that you supply or are required to supply. Now, when the heat fails, the tenant would need to serve you with a written notice specifying the breach of the rental agreement, in this case, the fact that there's no heat in the winter, and after allowing a reasonable time for correction, could then seek damages based upon the reduction in the fair rental value of the rental property or find substitute housing. Depending on the particular situation, the tenant may be able to terminate the lease using a 2130 notice. And as a side note, in emergency situations such as no heat in the winter, no running water, reasonable time for repairs is looked at is usually the same day or the next day. So in this question, though, we were talking about the next day. So it likely would be seen as being within a reasonable time. Correct. Okay. Unless there's other damage that is substantially impairing the enjoyment of the property, he's likely not going to be able to terminate based on the HVAC unit failing yesterday, especially when you appear to be responding in an expedient manner. However, if we're dealing with 48 hours with temperatures close to zero, it could be a different analysis. It's going to be uh, very situation specific. Right. And if you learn that you're unable to repair the HVAC system and you can't secure a replacement for an extended period, you're going to need to revisit the tenant's options and probably move them to different housing. Right. So, Erin, let's talk about a couple different ways that you can limit your risk. First is you want to have an emergency plan in place for your tenants. Make sure they know how to contact you, especially after hours or over holidays. Be proactive with your tenants. If you know unusually freezing weather is coming, Talk to the property owner and the tenants about what can be done to help prepare the property. And as a broker, have an emergency plan in place for your agents. Do they know how to reach you after hours if necessary? Make sure you have coverage scheduled for all of those after-hour calls. And make sure you respond to those calls quickly. Have a list of qualified contractors who you know can address these issues in an expedient manner. Also, consider having mobile resources available, like extra space heaters that you can give the tenant to use if you know it might be a day or two before a service person can get to the unit. And finally, just be honest with your landlord and your tenant when an issue arises that cannot be fixed in a timely manner, and hopefully you guys can work out uh, a resolution together. Thank you for joining us today. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and be sure to rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of the competent counsel.
This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license.